Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Everybody, I'm super excited for another episode of Show About Science. This is your host, Nate. And today, we are talking about flash sonar. How to see with your ears. My guest, Shay, is going to talk about how it all works. And if you want to learn about it, stay tuned. Hello, this is Nate. Hi there, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Show About Science. And how are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. So, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Jay? Sure. So, my name is Jay Steele-Lashar. I'm an orientation and mobility specialist, so I teach blind people how to get around. I am totally blind myself, and one of the tools that I teach students and one of the tools that I use myself is something called flash sonar, clicking to see the world around me. And so even though I'm totally blind, I can see a bunch of stuff with my ears. And uh, we also use a cane, and I'll be happy to talk more about that. Um, Yeah, I live in Michigan right now, but I've lived all over the country, and I spend a lot of time uh, exploring new spaces. So could you tell our listeners your personal story about how... You got blind? Yeah, sure. So I went blind when I was 12. Until then, I could see everything, just like everybody else. And then when I was 12, I had a couple of things go on with my eyes that meant that I could only see a tiny bit of light and a little bit of color. And then when I was 19, that went away, and I actually got fake eyes. And when I was about 14, I learned how to use flash sonar and how to click around. So, Nate, do you know what flash sonar is? Um, a way that blind people can see by um, making a clicking noise. Perfect, yeah. The sound comes back to our ears just how light comes back to your eyes. Is it easy to learn how to use flash sonar? I don't know if it's easy, but it's not super hard. It's easier than a lot of people would think. And... What I tell people sometimes, a really easy way of thinking about it, is if you were to shut your eyes and if you were to put, like, your hand next to your ear and move it back and forth pretty quickly, you can kind of hear that. It's sort of like that, but from really, really far away. And uh, so, you, yeah, you learn to make the clicking noise, and then you learn how to explore your space by changing, like, the angle that you're looking at, just like how you guys move around your eyes. And... You can hear if an object is there, and then you hear the edges of the object, so you can tell how big or small it is, how wide or narrow it is, 
And it gets pretty advanced. But anyway, you start to build a picture of what's around you, and then you get faster at that. So I don't know how easy it is, but it's not that difficult. Okay, so how do you use that stick to navigate? Yeah, so that、uh, a lot of people call that a cane. It has different names in different languages.、Uh, it's about a five-foot-long metal pole, and you、um, use it to swipe across the ground, kind of like sweeping the floor. And you see things that are on the ground, like maybe rugs or things like that. But what it's really useful for is finding things that either stand up from the ground, like chair legs or table legs, or things that fall away, like going downstairs or something like that. You can see where those steps are, so you don't trip. How do you see what color something is? Can you see what color something is? Nope, I don't have the vision to do it with my eyes, and you can't do it with your ears. But what you can do is use apps on your phone and things like that, and your phone will tell you what color things are. Oh, so the age of technology is definitely useful. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely, it's a good age to be blind. So, how do bats get around without being able to see? Ooh, well, they do it a lot better than we do. That's for sure.、Uh, so bats actually see really well. It's not true that bats are blind. They actually have really, really strong vision. But the way that they use their echolocation is they make a really, really high-pitched sound, and they do it very, very quickly. And they have, you know. Tens of thousands, or maybe even millions of years of evolution on us, and so they can see tiny little objects from really far away that we wouldn't be able to perceive. But they fly around and they do all the same things that we do, just better. Could one day the bats be able to make technology better than ours? I wonder. Yeah, a lot of people study bats so that way they can kind of perfect what we're doing, and people try to build machines sometimes that. Do echolocation for us. They don't tend to work super well, but they're out there. Has anyone ever told you, like, how the sound works that shows us what shapes are? I don't think so. Okay. So what we do, humans and bats and dolphins, we make a noise, and that noise comes out of, in our case, it's you know, it comes out of our mouths, and the noise gets bigger as it goes out, and it tries to wrap around things, like giving them a big hug. And it tries to go through things, and then it comes right back to us. And the noise will be sharper or clearer if the object is really, really hard, or it'll be kind of blurry if it's soft. And then the way that the sound tries to wrap around the object will show us how big or small it is, and how narrow or wide it is. Those kinds of things. And it makes a cone shape. So when it comes out of your mouth, it's really little, but then when it actually goes farther away, it gets really, really big. It looks kind of like a traffic cone or like a megaphone, and it flashes back to you.、Uh, and it's pretty balanced because your mouth is between your two ears, and so it's really a lot like seeing with your eyes, where light goes out and it hits objects and it comes back. So, how do you know if something is a rock or if it is a piece of paper? Ooh, so if it's a rock,、um, let's say it's a big rock. So you're going to hear that it's really, really hard, and it'll shake a tiny bit when it comes back to you. So it'll have some divots in it and some crags, kind of like cuts in the rock, and it'll be probably pretty wide and probably pretty tall. It's like a boulder, and then you'll have some context clues. So 
you'll be standing in a place where maybe you expect to see a, a giant rock. Maybe you'll be in a big forest or you'll be in like a natural amphitheater or something like that. Whereas if you're looking for a piece of paper or anything that's really thin and lightweight like that, the sound is barely going to change at all when it comes out of your mouth. So you're going to hear a tiny distortion, but you're not going to hear much going on. And so you'll be able to say, well, there's something there, but it's soft and it's really, really thin. It's hard to tell, but I know that it's there. And that's how you would tell the difference. One's going to come back very clearly and one's going to barely come back at all. So say that there's a thing that's moving very fast and you can't have the click come back to you. How do you know what that is? Well, it depends on how big it is. If it's something like a baseball, we're probably not going to know that it's coming at us at all. Maybe we'll be able to hear the wind move around it when it comes toward us. But if it's something like, I don't know, let's say an electric car, you know, it's really, really quiet. It doesn't make a lot of noise. But not only will you hear the tires on the road, even if you can't hear the engine, um, but if you do click, even if the car is going really fast, you actually will see something come back to you. Even though it's moving fast, sound still moves way faster. And so you'll be able to tell, oh, there's a solid object there, and it's made of metal and plastic, and it's a big box. Now, near a street, so it should probably move. How do you know how far away that object is? Uh, because of how long it takes for the sound to come back. So even though it's only a fraction of a second, if it's really, really, really fast, you can tell that it's super close. But if it's something that takes longer to come back to you, like there's a delay, so maybe you click and then three quarters of a second later you hear a popping noise off in the distance, then you know that there's probably a big building or something, but it's maybe a block away. It's pretty far away. And that time distance is what's going to tell you how far away the object is. Can you hear something that's a mile away or more? Not a mile, but up to about a block. So if you were standing in a park, and you clicked really loudly, and there was like a line of trees or a building, you could hear that about a block away or about a thousand feet away. So how do blind people not run into walls? <laughs> so for anything that's basically at our waist or below, we have our cane, and your cane sweeps around and it sees all those things, and you can see, oh, there's an object there, I'm going to walk around it. And then if you use echolocation, if you use flash sonar is the kind of echolocation that we use, then you're clicking around and so all those things that your cane isn't finding that are farther away, you can hear. And so then as you get closer, you know to look for them with your cane or avoid them however you want to. And in terms of not walking into walls, you could even experiment with it if you wanted to. When you stand near a wall, like let's say the wall is on your left, you can actually hear that even without clicking. But if you click, then you could see it from you know hundreds or even a thousand feet away as opposed to having to be really, really close to it. Okay, so how do people watch movies if you're blind? <laughs> and can you? Can we watch movies? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's something called descriptive video service, or we just call it descriptive sometimes, or audio description. And that is a fancy term for a uh, special setting that you can turn on. And when people stop talking in the movie, then someone else, kind of a narrator, describes the actions that they're doing or maybe what they're wearing or things like that. And that is on pretty much all DVDs and Blu-rays since 2010. And it's on, like, Netflix. It's on a lot of things. And, yeah, 
So it's uh, pretty much everywhere these days. But even if you don't have that, you can still figure out what's going on just by listening to people talk. How can people find out more about the work that you're doing? They could go to our company uh, website, which is worldaccessfortheblind.org, and they could read all about us. Thank you so much, Jay, for being on the show. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. For the newest episodes of the show about science, download the PIN app or go to pinna.fm slash promo. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.